when systems change, it, it can be painful. Yeah. Um, but I think we're in that place. There's so much conversation around, um, you know, uh, leading f- more feminine energy in leadership, um, leading with kindness. Um, you know, we talk about psychological safety in the workplace. We talk about you know, the, all of these things that are so important and that create a different tenor um, for uh, employees and leaders alike, um, and thereby whoever's consuming whatever it is that is being right, whether it's a service, whether it's a product that that is being created in the workplace, the consumer receives that energy. What's up my soul sister. Welcome to the magic within podcast. My name's Katrina Lelly, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone, and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. episode of the Magic Within podcast. I am just so grateful and so excited for this conversation with my guest today. Incredibly excited to talk about what she does, hear her own story, and, you know, dive into what it really means to live with that purposeful life, with following your intuition, with just, you know, lighting your path and doing the work that I always talk about on the show, because it's so important. It is so important for us to do this work. So I have for you today, Kim Romaine, who is an intuitive leadership coach and business strategist, helping purpose-driven individuals, conscious leaders, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and their teams make the world a better place with abundance, ease, and joy. Thank you, Kim. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Kim. I am curious. This is my favorite question to ask all of my guests. What did you want to be when you were a little girl, when you grew up? Um, When I grew up, I wanted to be three things. One was a fashion designer. Two was a restaurateur. And three was a mama. Aww. I love that. So you always so, kind of maybe had that little entrepreneur seed in, within you. 
For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I started my first business. Uh, well, I started my very first business probably when I was seven or eight years old. Um, we lived in rural Massachusetts and I started a lemonade stand at the end of our driveway and I timed it so that it was when um, the rush hour was there. And I'm using air quotes right now because there's no rush hour in rural Massachusetts. But like I knew when a few cars would go by and if I sold to three people in the day, that would be fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. So you already like had that strategy in your mind going like, okay, this is the time I need to be out because I know that the, the flow will be a little heavier so I can reach my people that want lemonade. I love that. Absolutely. And a third of the um, sales went to um, some charity of some kind. So I was always involved with social impact, even from a young age. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's, that's incredible. Was that something that like you saw that was mirrored for you or did you, it was like, that was just in your heart. Like, I'm going to give this to a charity. Um, I'm pretty sure it was mirrored uh, to, to me. Um, my mom was always involved with one organization or another. Um, and so hers was mostly through volunteerism, um, you know, giving back in whatever way she could. Um, I do know that um, both of my parents were very dedicated to different charities and different organizations um, growing up. So I, I think it was modeled to me in that way, but I have no idea how I decided yeah. um, that every time I was doing something, a portion of it would, a portion of the proceeds uh, would go to charity. Yeah. And I think we're just, that's part of like that childlike behavior. We always, you know, we, we have that sense of wanting to give to others and wanting yeah. to share with others, not our toys always, but like, at least <laughs> get a little bit older, like we want to, we want to give back and, and help take care of other people. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. So now you're an intuitive co leadership coach and business strategist, mm -hmm. but before that, what were, what were you in involved in? Yeah. So, um, I'm a multi-passionate individual and, um, I changed careers several times. Um, I started out actually, um, my undergrad is in theater and I started out as a production manager, a stage manager, writer, and director. Um, I went from there into, um, website development in the very early ages of uh, developing websites. I self-taught myself how to code. And so I started a little side business um, that then set me up to go to law school. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I was a practicing attorney um, for a number of years. Um, I worked uh, in uh, both domestic relations as well as um, nonprofit and small business development in the legal sphere. Um, and I parlayed that um, in 2008 when um, the housing crisis and, and uh, the recession hit then, um, it was really hard for me to find clients. So I decided to move into the nonprofit sector and went into it through planned giving um, and then became a director of development and did a lot of fundraising. I had sat on boards um, since I was 18. So being in the nonprofit sector was really kind of meant to be for me. Um, and so moving into that made sense. And so that then led me to coaching and consulting. I first started out doing um, some nonprofit consulting on the side from my nonprofit um, position. Um, and then that really showed me how much coaching was needed. So I became certified as a coach um, and I've put out my shingle uh, for five years now and I love it. 
That's amazing. Like, so you, you have so many different uh, viewpoints of life and knowledge because you had that theaterness about you, that creativity and being a lawyer gets to be creative too, but you know, like that creativity piece, but then you, you, you're that tactical person as well. Like, like you said, the multi-passionate and I love that. It makes you so diverse and be able to come from different viewpoints and see different angles in what you're doing and what you're bringing to your clients. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, so Clifton strengths, um, I, I do assessments with my clients all the time and I was a junkie to do different personality and assessments throughout my adult life. Um, (laughs) it's like, give me a good assessment. I'll take it. Um, Clifton strengths always had me, um, with the number one strength of being strategy. And I have fought that tooth and nail. Mm for so long. I'm like, I don't want it to be strategy. And then I realized it's okay because right under that is empathy, right. And future visioning and, you know, all of that. And so I realized that in all of those roles, I am strategic. Like I can help people very easily filter through what feels chaotic to them. Mm. Um, and to unpack that. In fact, that's, that's like the, the quote unquote signature program that I work with people on is this program that goes from chaos to clarity. And it's that idea of getting rid of all of the noise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's that internal noise, the external noise and getting to a place of being able to move forward. And it's, it's about defining your strategy to do that. And so leaning into the fact that strategy doesn't have to be this preconceived notion of stuffy and straightforward, logical thinking. There's actually a ton of creativity in the strategic part. Once I embraced that, then I was really okay <laughs> with being a strategist. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like, that's so powerful to one, you know, you know that you resisted that for a long time, but to come in and, and, and see that because I know like even strategy for me, like I'm really, I'm good at strategy, mostly for other people than myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm really good at that strategy piece, but resisting it, but there's beauty in it because we hear, you know, okay, it's got to look this way. It's got to be like, go at it, go, go big or go home but there's a room for that flow and that creativity and that beauty and that softness, what works for you and, you know, being, being willing to be open to stretching yourself. Like, is it, is, are you resisting the strategy because it's fear or is it because like, it doesn't work for you? Like those, those are two different things. Is it that fear of stretching yourself into growth or is it just because like, no, that doesn't align with, with me, who, where I'm trying to go or what, I, what I'm trying to do. Right. And I think we have a tendency when we think of strategy, another word I resisted for a long time was consultant, um, because there's this preconceived notion again, that it's like, there's only one way to look at this. There's follow this template and, and everything will be okay. And what I've recognized is everybody has their own unique strategy. Everybody has their own unique, unique way of doing things and showing up in the world. Um, and that needs to be celebrated. Like that, that autonomous self, that individuality needs to be celebrated. And we can all find our way through, whether it's creating a business um, for ourselves, whether it's working with other people in their businesses, whether it's being an employee, whether it's being a mom, whatever it is, like we figure it out and having somebody mirror that or bounce ideas back off of us so that we can 
find that clarity. Cause like you were saying, it's so much easier to do it for somebody else than it is for ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the same way. I, I have a coach that helps me figure out my strategy because yep. I, I will sit here spinning for days. Yep. <laughs> same. Like I have that, those ideas in my head, those thoughts, I think I know how to get there, but then there's that resistance to it. So having that coach come in and be like, okay, what's really coming up here? What if we shifted some things around? you know, same, same types of things. Granted, some things have to be done in a certain order, but like shift some things around. And then how does it now, how does that feel? Like, is, yeah. does that feel like a better flow for you? And when a coach comes in and is like, no, you've got to do it this way, do this, 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 this. And to me, that's like, okay, you're not really hearing where I'm coming from. And the most important thing for me is that somebody hears me and understands me that will open me up more to, to, to really receiving what you have to say. And then I'll be more willing to be like, okay, let's try it that way as well. Rather mm-hmm. than I'll, otherwise I'm just like, no, don't talk to me. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> right. Well, it could be because it ignores your experience, right? Yes. That, that, that place that I, it's, I get so excited when I start thinking about all of our individual experiences and how they bump up against each other. Right. I have no idea what your experience in life has been, right? We may have these wonderful conversations and these wonderful synchronicities, and yet I've never walked in your shoes. I am not in totality living your life. So how could I possibly tell you exactly what to do for anything? Yeah. Right? Your intuition, your knowledge, your understanding of self, that awareness of self is so huge in being able to create the life and work that you want to create in this world. Yeah, it really, really is. And that's why I'm like, I will go to the grave saying like doing the inner work is so important because the more we understand ourselves, the more we remember our truth, we, our path gets clear. Like we don't have to, we don't struggle so much. We don't have to fight so hard. Like it's there for a reason. And, and that path is laid out. We just get to show up and follow the steps and get bumps along the way. But it's, it's like really tapping into who you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, I was talking about uh cast clarity. And so like, I teach it as ABCs. So that first one is awareness. And it's that idea of that we have to have that inner awareness, right? We, um, we do that by creating uh, or gaining the insight that we need on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some of that is through assessments, right? But yeah. some of that is just having somebody hold a mirror up to ourselves and, yeah. and then taking the time for reflection and understanding kind of who's at the table. And what's cool is this works both internally for ourselves. It also works for teams um, and for organizations is that that first level of awareness. The B is belief, right? It's cultivating and creating belief in our, in, um, in our lives, in our work, in our organizations. And then that third one is um, creating conscious community. So very often we fall into communities um, we just fall into them, right? By chance, by by um, uh, how near we are to something. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we consciously cultivate community around us, that's where we get the support that we need to go further and more deeply into that awareness again. And we just keep cycling through those ABCs to create again the life and the work that we want in the world. Yeah, those are those are so so powerful. You know, the awareness we can't change what we don't know. We can't change what we can't see or are willing to be open to that belief. Like 
you could go and do the thing, the most sloppy, messy looking on the outside, but that your belief, if you have the belief in that it's going to happen and that you can, that it's meant for you, like you're unstoppable. Yes. That trumps everything else. And then that conscious community, like we're not meant to do this life alone. We are just not meant to do this life alone. We are here for that community to cultivate this life, to create this life together. And ah, oh, those are so beautiful. Like I love that so much. And they're they're just like those simple little, simple, not easy, but simple little steps that we get to do with somebody to guide us who's been there, who's done that. Yes. And I've seen the results. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And I love absolutely good point is it's simple. It's not easy. And, and right again, so many of us, and I think it, I don't know necessarily that the pandemic made everything more chaotic. I think it made it feel more chaotic because we started doing so much of it more on our, by ourselves, right? Yeah. We weren't, in, we weren't constantly bumping up against other people's energies. We weren't constantly bumping up against other people's stuff. We had to log in and choose to do that with other people. Yeah. Um, and so suddenly it felt like world, well, our world was in chaos, but our individual personal worlds and our businesses and everything felt much more chaotic chaotic and having that opportunity and taking those opportunities to slow down, to create that awareness, to start building that belief, to then consciously choose how, when we either virtually or choose back out in the world to connect with individuals, I think became even more important than pre-pandemic. I think so too, because we really, we really got to meet our own selves, see our own selves, like really in the mirror, like how we are, how we show up and making that intention and actually like showing up to be in community. What, I mean, for me, it became more difficult. I spent years fighting that piece of myself because I was an introvert. I was going through my own stuff and like getting out of my house some days was hard. And then I'd, I'd grown and I'd processed and I'd healed through. And then this got thrown up and I was like, oh crap. Like it, it threw up all some of the red flags again. It's like, okay, get on the zoom, go for a walk, get outside. Even though the people are six feet apart, like smile at them anyways, like, you know, and, and then when the world opened back up, okay, I, I've got, I'm still working on this a little bit, but I'm also a lot more conscious of where I'm choosing to spend my time and who I'm choosing to spend my time with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, there have been kind of two schools of thought coming as the world is opening back up. It's, it's the people who just flung the doors open and just whole hog have, have dumped out there. And it's like, they're taking a hold of everything yeah. because they're craving so much connection. Yeah. And then others who are actually being very um, strategic, quite frankly, about where am I going to put my energy and my time? I mean, I know even just thinking about as a parent, thinking about what do we want to be involved in? We were involved in everything pre-pandemic. And now it's like, well, no, I kind of, you know, in talking to our daughter, it's like, no, we actually enjoy having a more quiet, slower pace of life. Yeah. Same, same in our household. Cause you know, we have, we have twins. And so they both were involved in, in sports and things. And my husband and I remember looking at each other, like, how nice is it that we don't have to like be driving three different places tonight, two different places tonight, every night of the week, like mm-hmm. how beautiful is it? And we were more intentional when they, you know, decided to come back into sports this year, thankfully, because they're in middle school, they're all at their school. So like, I'm not driving all over the place. 
and they get to choose like, okay. And it's a lot quieter. It's just, you know, and being at home more, being more intentional, being, being a community within our home in a different way. Uh, and I, and I see that too, with people, you know, I'm involved in a, in a Facebook, local Facebook community group, and there are events and events and events happening. And that's the purpose of this group. But I'm like, I would really love to go there, but I know that I'm not going to have the energy to go to this place and this place and that event and that event. And, you know, I'm also creating my own events within that community. And it's like, okay, I, I will get there one day, like go to that specific event, but it doesn't have to be this week. Like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be this week. Yeah. 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 It's that awareness, right? It's like understanding your energy levels, understanding your comfort levels. And I think, And going back to what I was talking about before is that idea of autonomy, right? You're in, you're an individual and you get to actually choose how you live your life. It's that radical responsibility that we all want to avoid. Yep. When we can take radical responsibility for our own life, past, present, future, like it's a place where we're being called up to right now. Mm -hmm. And I can feel like there's the resistance in the world to it a little bit still, People are starting to open up, but it's that radical responsibility. And I know what a gut punch that is for so many people like, oh, to really own my life, like to own all my decisions to, I get to decide, like, it's a scary place for us. It's scary, but it's also so exciting. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, Well, I mean, so I, I grew up thinking there was a certain way that we were supposed to do things. Yep. Same. And yet those, those certain ways I questioned a lot of, I was like, I don't know. Why do I have to do it this way? Why does this? So I asked why a lot and, yeah. and I still do. And when something doesn't feel right to me and I don't have a good answer as to why I get to choose whether or not I partake in it. Yeah. And, and I don't, right. It's like, yes, there is the common good. And obviously as as a social (laughs) impact coach and strategist, I'm very interested in the common good. Yes. So I don't want to necessarily throw everything out. And yet at the same time, as long as we're not harming ourselves and others, I want, I really would love to, for people to step into that radical response, place of radical responsibility where they can be like, no, no, this is my life and I'm choosing these decisions and it's okay that you choose differently. And I respect that you choose differently, right? There's that respect that has to go in there too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. A, a thousand percent. And I thought it, when you were talking, I was like, you know, saying, I don't know why we don't, and we don't always have to know why, like we just get to know, like, as I'm tuning into it and feeling into it, that doesn't feel right for me. I don't have to go find out why or figure it out or whatever, just like tuning into to that intuition and to what's happening in my body. Like, okay, I know there's something off there and I get to just like accept it as that. I don't have to go investigate. I used to try to go investigate and like figure it all out. And it's like, no, like just sit with it. Okay. All right. That's a no for me. That's no for me. Unless it's like mm-hmm. absolute. Yes. It's a no. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like, and I get to respect people who choose the same right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. It's, it, it is that place of, if it's, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Yeah. Right. Right. Because we get to, we get to choose that night and that, that 
I was very much of the same way. Like I had to figure out why and give reasons why I'm choosing to step out of the status quo or stepping out of the norms. And what I've recognized and what what I use this term with my clients all the time is that's proving energy. And particularly, I think as women, we're used to being improving energy. We're used to having to prove we know something. We're used to proving that we are worthy. We're used to proving that we're enough. And so stepping out of that proving and allowing our intuition and our more um, feminine ways of leading to guide us are super powerful. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. Our, our womanness is our power. Yeah. And I'm understanding that more and more the, that I do this work. Cause I definitely was an operation in that, that masculine. And I think so many of us are because that was the narrative, like go do this, go be this. If you do this, it's enough. Like that keep going. You got to work hard. You got to go to work and grind it out. And like all of this thing and the narrative is shifting and it's a beautiful, like softer place where you get to like, just let loose a little, you don't have yeah. to like do all the hard things. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, song. that's right. It's, you know, I said, you said it in the intro for me as well. It's coming from that place of abundance, joy, and ease. It's like, yeah. yeah what if we just showed up knowing that we were worthy of abundance, joy, and ease? Yeah. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? Yeah. It's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. It's such a beautiful place to be when you, when you really get to open up connecting, it's the most beautiful place to be. Yeah. And once you get there, like that's your, it's yours. A hundred percent. It's yours. A hundred percent. And what's so cool about it in, in the work that I do is I obviously work with individuals when we get to that place. Right. And it's, it's suddenly you have this, this confidence and this clarity and and you're able to move forward with abundance, joy, and ease. Take that now into your workplace, because that's what these individuals are that I, that I work with. They're either already leaders that I'm working with because we're working within the organization or they're individuals doing their own thing, but they step into their workforce and they're creating more abundance, joy, and ease, mm-hmm. right? And they're paying it forward and they're teaching their teams how to do this. And they're being in that place. So now organizations have an opportunity to, instead of be being in that proving, striving, grabbing, grasping place, which is very, ma- again, it's not male, female, but that masculine energy yeah. of, of, right? To being in a place of openness, of collaboration and cooperation. Yeah. And creating a whole new conversation around work. Yeah. Could you imagine if this is the way that places operate, like everywhere throughout the world, like this is how they operated in the workplace, how much more fulfilled people would be, how much more people would want to show up and go to work or, you know, start their, whatever they're doing. But I'm thinking more so the people like the regular, the corporate jobs, the things where people, they don't want to show up right now. And there's other reasons behind that. But I remember like, I, that was part of the reason I've had several jobs too, but that was part of the reason, like, I'm like, this doesn't have to be so hard. And part of it was me and where I was at, but part of it was the, the environment as well. Doesn't mean it needed to be like a full on feminine they're, they're meant to work together, the masculine and the feminine, like bring in both energies and both, both spaces. But, oh my gosh, I can like the world would, people would be so much happier. 
Yeah. yeah. I, and I, th- I think we're headed that direction. I think there's a lot of strife yet to go because when, when systems change, it, it can be painful. Yeah. Um, but I think we're in that place. There's so much conversation around, um, you know, uh, leading f- more feminine energy in leadership, um, leading with kindness. Um, you know, we talk about psychological safety in the workplace. We talked about you know, the, all of these things that are so important and that create a different tenor um, for uh, employees and leaders alike, um, and thereby whoever's consuming whatever it is that is being right, whether it's a service, whether it's a product that that is being created in the workplace, the consumer receives that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. You just keep paying that forward, which is, it. it's such a cool thing. Yeah, it really, really is. It, it so much is. I am curious. So as an intuitive leadership club coach, like your own intuition, was that something you've always been tapped into or were you one that also had to build the muscle and learn to tune in and turn, turn inward to, for your guidance, to trust yourself and really figure out who you are. So when I was younger, I think it came pretty naturally to me, um, until probably high schoolish. Um, which is probably understandable if we all remember what high school is like. Yeah. You, you, right. You, you start questioning everything. You start questioning yourself and am I okay? And do I fit in and what, why am I so weird? Um, and so I started to bring it back in a little bit because, you know, I said, I have a theater degree. And so being in the theater allowed me to tap into it a little bit more. Mm. Um, but then as I moved through my career, honestly, it got, um, it got covered up. It got covered up with proving energy. It got covered up with, um, with questioning my own worth and my own value. Um, and so going through that process of relearning how to listen to my intuition, how to use that muscle and strengthen it. I still strengthen it, right? It's, it's not, I, I, well, it is one of my superpowers. It's not like, I'm not an, I wouldn't call myself an expert in, intuitive person. I don't even know how it's, yeah. but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely, it's, it's the kind of thing that has ebbed and flowed out of my life. But when I consciously made the decision to strengthen it, to lean into it, um, man, it's powerful. It's super powerful. It really is. Was there something in your life that you were, that stopped you and was kind of like, okay, Hey, Kim, you're not listening. So you need to listen. Like, what, what, what did that look like for you? How did you yeah. know it was time to t- tune back into that? Yeah. So it actually happened personally and then professionally. So personally was going through my divorce, um, uh, from my first husband and, um, I knew something was happening that was amiss. Um, it, there was, uh, uh, infidelity that was happening and, um, I knew it was a miss. I, I knew it in my gut. And yet I kept saying, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. These are the words. There's no proof. I, you know, I was in cognitive behavioral therapy at the time. So I'm like, where's the fact? Where's the fact? <laughs> right. And then the fact became real. And I was like, dang, if I had just listened to myself, right. If I had just understood that I, I did know what was happening and that my intuition was really, really right. 
So that was the first time as an adult that I really got the message of you need to tune in. And it was shortly thereafter because I, I was um, practicing law at that time um, that I started getting messages that that being a practicing attorney was not where I needed to be. Um, that was not my zone of genius. I was very good at what I did, but it as an empath, I was caring and I was in the domestic relations. So I was doing um, abuse and neglect. I was doing divorce. I was right. It, there was a lot of um, trauma that my clients were going through. Yeah. Um, I was a domestic violence advocate. So a lot of trauma yeah. and I was holding a lot of that energy, but I didn't have the tools at that time to kind of shield myself and, and, and be able to do that work well. So my intuition kept hinting that there's some, there's another way. And, um, I, on a whim changed from doing all this domestic relations work to then going into doing estate planning. And so, which it, it's a jump, but it's not a massive jump, um, because it's still dealing with people and their families, but it was, there was a lot that I needed to learn. And I suddenly felt like, oh, this, this is a better trajectory for me. And then, like I said, in 2008, it became harder for me to find clients. Um, but that's what led me to then go into the nonprofit sector. So again, it, I didn't have a tremendously toxic issue that I needed to get out of, but it was my intuition saying, you're going to be able to serve better in a different way. And as it was through the nonprofit sector, I've been able to serve tremendously well, raising millions and millions of dollars to do lots of good things. Um, and now bringing that forward even further, again, listening to my intuition again and saying, no, 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 there's a better way for you to serve. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, um, what do you think really stops us from listening to that intuition besides like, not really, cause I know we all get those, we all get those downloads. We also get those mm -hmm. little voices and we're kind of like, wait, is that, is that because I'm fearful? Is that because like, that's really what I'm supposed to be doing? Like share a little bit about that. I think the biggest thing that I've seen for myself and then also uh, working with my clients is, is that it, it's the inner critics, right? We have more than one. It's, it's that inner voice that is really trying to keep us safe. That gets, that gets really, really loud right, is going to do everything in its power to make sure we don't do anything too risky. We don't do anything that, right, puts us in, in, in danger's way. And yet what ends up happening is it keeps us in danger's way. It keeps us from moving into something that we're more, more meant for, Yeah. Um, right? So I really think it's those voices um, that are just hypercritical um, that, you know, come from our childhood. Um, whether or not we had the most amazing parents or not, um, yep. environmentally, we pick up these voices. Yeah, we do. And that's, that's one thing I, I noticed, like, well, I had, I'm content. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I didn't have a bad childhood growing up. You were around other people and things outside of it. It could have been your best friend in sixth grade. who was like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Like yeah. simple, what seems simple, like things like that, that would, could be that voice. And I notice a lot of my own clients, like they ask, you know, they, the voices sound the same, right? They both all sound like us. 
Mm-hmm. But, and I really ask him like, okay, does this feel like constricting and, and hard? And is it closing you off? Or does it feel like it's more of like an expansion? There's that, you notice that little bit of excitement or, or there's a lot of excitement, you know, and listening just, it takes practice. It takes, it takes so little, much practice, a lot of practice. And you're always practicing it because here's the thing. We're all human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the human, it's part of being a human being. Like we're, we're, we're meant to come up, come down. We're meant to mess up. We're meant to make mistakes. We're meant to experience this life. It's what we signed on for. And I think we forget that. That's why we pull up the baseball bat and hit ourselves over the head when we didn't take the right direction or when we think we should have done something differently. Like give yourself some grace, breathe a little girlfriend. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Grace and courtesy goes a long way. And that's where Right. I think that that voice we we in all of our myriad of voices. And so one of the things about knowing like when I'm working with individuals, one of the things under awareness is knowing your team. So obviously, when I'm working with an organization, knowing your team is the literal team that you're working with of people outside of your body. Yeah. But when I'm working with individuals, it's knowing your team, which is your internal team of which there's a lot of negative voices, right? All of those inner critics that are in there. Yeah. And you have one really strong voice that generally is the quietest voice and it's your inner authority. It's that, it's that part of you that is like, I have all the grace and courtesy and I am here to hold the space for you. And we all have that within ourselves. And it's a very kind voice, right? It's not, it's not going to push us. It's not going to pull us. It's not going to demand from us. Those are all of our critics. Yeah. But the one that gives us grace and courtesy doesn't necessarily give us a pass, right? It's not like, oh, you screwed up. No worries. Yeah. It's wow. Okay. Well, that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. What's the opportunity here? What did you learn? Yeah. That's our inner authority. We all have that. Yeah. I love that. So who is the client that's coming to work with you now? Like what, where are they at in their life? Um, so they are, they're, they're two different people, honestly, (laughs) but I think they're the same person, but they show up in two different ways. One of them, um, is the entrepreneur who has been very successful already in, in their business. And they're really wanting to create some social impact and some social change in the world. Um, and they're just not, they, they have either started some sort of, uh, social impact endeavor or they have, they're just getting started and they need some help. Those individuals I love partnering with and helping them create change in the world. The others, again, could be an entrepreneur, could be a business person. They themselves know that they are here on earth to make a difference and they mm-hmm. just don't feel like they have made that difference yet. And so they're trying to figure out how to do that. Could be a career change, could be starting a nonprofit, could be volunteering somewhere we don't know. But going through that process of the ABCs, we start to create that awareness of what that could even look like, right? Yeah. Um, and we work towards having that ability to make a change and make a difference in the world. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful and like so powerful, so impactful on, because I know there's many people out there who are like, I know I want to do something. I'm not making as much of an impact I, I want to, but I don't even know where to start. And then they try to do it themselves, but to have somebody who, who knows and understands and is doing that to help them, like what a more beautiful path that could be. And a little bit more straight shot towards what you want to, you know, what you want to create or what you want to be doing. That's so beautiful. 
it's such a, it's such a like really uh, niched out niche. There we go. <laughs> like a niche out niche. <laughs> I love <I'll> it. That. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. I love that so, so much. And, and what a beautiful, like, it's just a, such a very cool way to make a bigger impact, you know, a bigger way to make a bigger impact. Well, I remember back working with my very first coach and she said, what is it that I can help you do? And I said, I don't know, except for, I know I'm meant to be the pebble to create the ripples. Mm. And what I, I just got chills again, saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, And what I realized is that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. I've, I, as an attorney in the nonprofit sector itself, yes, I made wonderful impact. I'm not going to deny that. And yet right now I'm touching individual lives again, whether it's an organization or an individual, I'm touching individual lives who each of them are going out and they are making an impact, which is creating a ripple, which is then allowing other people to. And so it feels so exhilarating to yeah. just be able to be part of that process and know that so much good is happening in the world. Yeah. You are doing it. You've got so many pebbles going out and it's just, oh, oof, I love that. Oof. Thanks. That's so amazing. Is there anything else on your heart you want to share before we go? I just want to go back to that idea of um, radical responsibility. I love the term that you use. It's, it is that idea of understanding that we are all taking this individual journey of our lives and that we can make those choices for ourselves. We can make a choice how to make an impact. We can make a choice on how to show up in the world. We can make a choice on who we want to be. And when we do that, when we take responsibility for ourselves and we make those choices, that's where the abundance, joy, and ease comes from. Amen. Yes. All, to all of that. <laughs> to all of that. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Kim, so much for being a part of the show, for what you're doing and sharing your light. It's, it's beautiful. It's authentic. And I just know you're impacting so many amazing people. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. Ladies, you know that if you loved this episode to please share it with those, share it on your social media, tag Kim or myself. And we just appreciate you and are so grateful for you. I love you. I'm sending you all of the love and the light in the world. Thank you so much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review, and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media, and if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.